Lakers Carpool is brought to you by Hook Products USA. Truck lovers, tow hook covers finally are here. Introducing Tokes, a first-of-its-kind tow hook cover that is a great way to personalize your truck's factory tow hooks. Tokes are made in the USA out of high-grade silicone rubber that clasps right over your truck's factory tow hooks so it installs in seconds and no tools are needed. With colors red, white, blue, pink, and amber, and costing just $34.95 per pair, Tokes are a unique and affordable way to customize your truck. Go to hookproductsusa.com and head over to the compatibility tool to make sure that Tokes will fit over your truck's tow hooks. After that, check out a super easy and your truck will be rocking its Tokes in no time. Again, that's hookproductsusa.com for Tokes, the original tow hook cover. Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Lakers Carpool. I'm a little bit late in recording this and getting this out. I'm hoping to get it out at least a few hours before game time. I'm recording this on on Wednesday afternoon, so hopefully we can get this out and some some listen people can listen to this before game five, which is tonight. So we're going to talk about game four, which is a huge game for the Lakers. Lakers had a 2-1 series lead and a loss in Game 4 ties the series 2-2 and really opens up to, to be anyone's series. If the Lakers lose that game, you know, you go back to to Golden State for Game 5. There's a chance, you know, a good chance that Golden State wins. They play really well at home, typically. Lakers go down 3-2. Then you're looking at potential, um, you know, getting closed out in Game 6. You have to win that game and then get to Game 7. So, a huge win in Game 4 for the Lakers to go up 3-1 and take just a commanding lead over the series. We'll talk a little bit about Game 5 and what we expect from the rest of the series in a little bit, but we're going to talk a little bit about Game 4 first. So Game 4, I mean, it's going to be remembered forever as the Lonnie Walker game. Lonnie Walker, the fourth in Game 4, showing out for the Lakers in the fourth quarter. A lot of fours going on. Um... He had 15 points in the fourth quarter, and really the Lakers don't win this game without Lonnie Walker's performance in the fourth quarter. Lakers offense, which we've seen happen time and time again, became very stagnant in the second half. Anthony Davis wasn't getting involved in things. LeBron James wasn't really getting too involved in things. D'Angelo Russell had a tough uh, offensive performance in game four. And so it was really looking pretty bad for the Lakers going into the fourth quarter the Lakers were down seven we had been down by as much as like 12 in the third quarter things were not looking good I really did everything I could to not tweet the it's over gif the Vince Carter it's over gif because I mean I had done that in game four against Memphis and this game felt eerily similar to game four against Memphis it was, you know, Lakers up 2-1, same series situation. Memphis had been pretty much controlling most of that game. Golden State had been controlling what felt like the majority of the game. Lakers were down by three at halftime, which felt kind of like a win. We're down by seven going into, the, going into the fourth quarter. And things just were not looking great for the Lakers. So I, I, it took everything in me to not be a, a Bah Humbug fan. And just kind of let and, and see, just wait and see what happened. And I think what ha- I think the game four against Memphis, I learned my lesson. You know, uh, 
I thought for sure the Lakers were going to lose that game based on how things were going in like around the third quarter, I think is when I tweeted that. So I held my tongue and the Lakers re- rewarded me for it. <laughs> Lonnie Walker specifically. So Lonnie Walker again, just, yeah, just a huge fourth quarter with 15 points. And one thing that has kind of been the narrative in this series for the Lakers is whether or not they would be able to keep up with the Warriors, right? The Warriors move a lot on offense. They want to get in transition and just gun, 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 and and run, run, run. And with Anthony Davis being, you know, a six foot eleven guy, and having some injury issues and stuff, and just kind of like you know, you can just tell that he gets worn down somewhat easily when he goes hard. You know, if, like for instance, he went hard in the first half. He had nineteen points in the first half in Game Four, and you know, he just looked tired in the second half. He didn't wasn't really involving himself as much. The Lakers were. I think choosing not to involve him too much because of his, you know, just being a little tired after going really hard in the first half. And Lonnie Walker was some provided some fresh legs and turned out to, it has turned out to be a pretty good matchup against this Warriors team where they're we've I've talked about this a ton since the series started. They're not a tall team. They're fast, they're gonna move a lot, and having guys like Dennis Schroeder and Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves, right, being able to keep up with these guards and stay in front of them and and whatnot. And then on the other end, on offense, keep those fresh legs and hit shots and, and move and cut and all those types of things. It's huge. And so Lonnie Walker, had, you know, he came in and played some good minutes earlier in the game. Um, I think he played some good minutes in th- game three also. Well, he played definitely the garbage time minutes. Um, and, yeah, he just – he he had those fresh legs and that was huge for the Lakers in a game where we looked a little tired we looked like we might not fully have it enough to to pull out the win and we don't win this game without Lonnie Walker in the fourth quarter the Lakers scored 27 points held the Warriors to 17 points which that's this we'll get to this in a sec but just Anthony Davis's defense even even when he's quiet in a half right like he had 19 points in the first half he ended the game with 23 points. So he only had four points in the second half. But his defense is undeniable. It, it, it makes a huge impact. And the Warriors, while they've toyed around with certain things and they've they have succeeded in some of these some of their strategies, it's just he's still a major deterrent from from most teams that want to get uh in, in the paint and around the rim and stuff. So um so Lonnie Walker scores 15 of the Lakers' 27 points in the fourth quarter. He was doing everything. Jump shots, uh, steals and layups, three-pointers. And we had we kind of saw something new also in this in this game four where LeBron really started to to hunt the mismatches, which is a it's a thing that LeBron has done for years. He's known for it. He's kind of as far as I'm aware, kind of known for kind of creating that strategy a little bit. Um, at least he, he was the first time I became aware of it, watching him do it. And and he hadn't done it much this, this playoffs. Just mainly, I think, just his age, his foot injury coming into the playoffs, his him trying to just kind of save up energy for bigger moments, things like that. He just hasn't done what we're used to seeing him do in playoffs past. But in this game, the Lakers, so they're down seven going into the fourth quarter. 
They go on a huge run, end up tying the game pretty early on, like with 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. They end up tying the game. And at that point, the game's in reach, but you're still they're still trading buckets going back and forth. Lakers can't really get a stop. The Warriors can't stop Lonnie Walker. Um, and we just saw in that fourth quarter a ton of whoever Steph was guarding was coming up and screening for LeBron. LeBron was running point guard. He had the ball at the top of the key. And that's and that's how Lonnie Walker got a lot of his points was Steph was guarding him. Steph, Lonnie would come up and set a screen for, for LeBron. Um, sometimes they would switch. Sometimes Steph would end up staying with Lonnie. They'd get the ball to Lonnie, and he was cooking Steph. Steph could not guard him, which was pretty wild. I definitely did not have uh, Lonnie Walker cooking the Warriors in the fourth quarter to secure a Game 4 win on my bingo card for Game 4. And I don't think any of us did either. So huge shout-out to Lonnie Walker. Just a, a massive game. And in a game, like I mentioned, we had a D'Angelo Russell with only four points, went one for 10, 0 for 4 from 3 which is just brutal, man. You know, like he's, in theory, he's supposed to be our third best player, right? You got Anthony Davis, LeBron, and then and then D'Angelo Russell. He went one for 10, over four. Pretty bad showing in game four. Um, Austin Reeves ended up having a big game in a series where he's really struggled to get things going. He hadn't had a good game in the first three games of this series, but he finally ended up going seven for 15 from the field, three for six from three for 21 points. So good to see uh, Austin Reeves back at it. And then Anthony Davis, like I mentioned, 23 points. He went 10 for 16 from the field. And, yeah, great Anthony Davis game all around. Just a good all-around game. And then LeBron James went 10 for 25 from the field, 27 points. Two for nine from three, which is, is pretty tough. There is – I just – LeBron does this where they're giving – he has the open shot. He'll have the open three. And so he takes it because, I mean, he's LeBron James. He thinks he should be able to make make that three, as I would too if I were LeBron James. So I get why he's taking these threes. But a lot of times these threes are pretty, I don't know, they're just not the best shots, right? They're not the best look that you can get in a possession. And it feels like he's settling. He's trying to get a quick fix and get the Lakers three points and you know turn a seven point lead into a or a seven seven point deficit into a four point deficit and vice versa whereas if the Lakers would just run something right whether it's somebody setting a screen for LeBron if it's Anthony Davis posting up getting Anthony Davis the ball having Anthony Davis come off a screen something like that you're going to get you're going to get a better look and you're going to get two points instead of LeBron missing a three so it's tough you know i think LeBron's definitely struggling offensively like he's still getting you know 23 plus points a game which is incredible considering the fact that he at one point in this in the playoffs was shooting like 18 percent from three and I don't think it's gotten much better like he's still probably somewhere around there so the two for nine from three definitely was tough and and that's I mean going through these stats you would not expect the Lakers necessarily to have won this game you know, you get 21 points from Austin Reeves, which is huge. You get 27 points from LeBron, 23 from Davis, which is pretty pedestrian, you know, for them. 23 points for Anthony Davis, 27 points for LeBron. It's good, but it's not It's not secure a win for sure type performance from your two best players. And so that's why the 15 points from Lonnie Walker off the bench won the game for the Lakers. It was exactly what we needed to push us over the hump. 
And in a game where Steph Curry played pretty well, he shot pretty well. And the Warriors, you know, they didn't get a ton of production from, you know, like Clay Thompson or some of their main guys, but they had 31 from Steph who shot well generally from the field, but shot terrible from three. Um, They got 17 from Andrew Wiggins, 15 from Gary Payton, who got thrown into the starting lineup for game four to kind of switch things around. Um, it's kind of all in there, the Warriors strategy of trying to get Anthony Davis away from the basket. So Gary Payton gets the start, but he ended up with 15 points. He, um, seven for, I mean, Gary Payton was just either, he was either setting a screen for Curry and, and rolling to the basket and getting a wide open layup, or he was off the ball and they were doing a little like screen and roll action with a back-end cutter where he would get just a wide-open layup there, too. So Lakers definitely need to figure that out for Game 5. DiVincenzo had a good shooting game. He had 10 points off the bench for them, 4 for 6 from the field, 2 for 4 from 3. Um, so, you know, it wasn't really a great game by either team, and that's what I kind of what I predicted going into the series, or going into the Game 4, was that this would be a dogfight of a game. We've, both teams have seen each other. We've played three games they've adjusted and game four is that game where typically you get not you don't get the best of both teams but you kind of know what each other's doing and you have an opportunity to stop it and you've also played three games so you're maybe a little more tired especially in this format where they're playing every other day so you're a little tired you know what you know what everyone's trying to do for the most part um and so it definitely was a dogfight. It wasn't a high-scoring affair by any means. And, you know, in these dogfight games, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm willing to put my money on LeBron and Anthony Davis, especially in these games where legs are a little tired, shots aren't falling. I'll take the team that attacks the basket well as opposed to the team that relies on three-point shooting. Because you saw, I mean, the, the Warriors only shot 29% from three again. Lakers didn't shoot any better. They shot 24% from three. So the Warriors still were the better three-point shooting team, albeit both teams were just bad in general. So, you know, I'll take the I'll take the team that can that can get to the free throw line more and can can attack the basket more. And, you know, speaking of free throws, Lakers were got 20 attempts. They went 20 for 20, 100 percent from the free throw line, which is huge. Um, Golden State had 12 free throw attempts. So for all those people keeping score and mad about the Lakers getting more free throw attempts, this at least is a smaller differential for you all. Um, But, you know, there's a few times where honestly, I I hate to be that guy, but the the refs were definitely letting a few things slide, especially in that third quarter between LeBron, Anthony Davis, uh, Schroeder, guys like that attacking the basket and not, and getting bumped and not, you know, not getting certain calls that, they, they typically get so but to go 100% from the free throw line in a game when you get 20 attempts is awesome that's huge I was looking at the the shot attempts and everything I was like how did the Lakers even win this game we won the game by three 104 to 101 I don't even think I mentioned that um but we both teams had 86 attempts from the field the Warriors went 12 for 41 for three the Lakers went 39 so from the field the Warriors were one shot better, 40 for 86. Lakers were 39 for 86. Um, from three, the Warriors were 12 for 41. The Lakers were six for 25. 
So they hit six more threes than us and one more like field goal, which I guess that could have been the three. Um, the difference in this game was the free throws. If you really go down on it, like if you, if you really are looking at those, the differential and stuff, like the, the Warriors were better than us. They shot better than us from the field and from three. And we were better just at the free throw line. We made 20 free throws. They made nine. So, um, that, that, that was the difference with the Lakers in the, in the win, which was huge. And, you know, so the offense thing is, is a problem. Like I kind of talked about this in game three, that part of, or maybe I forget exactly when I mentioned this, but I definitely mentioned how the Lakers will just look completely inept on offense. They'll just in these games where they, where they lose, right. They'll only score like, you know, 90 to a hundred points in the game. They get blown out. They look like they can't do anything offensively. And this, that's kind of what it was looking like in this game. Lakers only scored 104 points. They just happened to be able to hold Golden State to only 101. But, like, offensively, things did not look great. So, and, you know, part of that is just bad shooting, bad, you know, tired legs, whatever. But, for you know, for Anthony Davis to only have four points in the second half, like, come on, he's he's the biggest guy on the floor. And part of this is, again, every time I mention this about Anthony Davis offensively, it's partially on him, partially on the team for not getting him more involved. And I get it. He's... He's going all out on defense, and you need Anthony Davis defensively to win these ball games. So, I I get it. He can't go 100%. He can't burn the candle on both ends going 100%. Like it just humanly, it just isn't really possible. You know, maybe you can dig deep down for a couple couple possessions or whatever, but you got to kind of give him a break on the offensive side of the thing when he's he's been the best defender in the playoffs. You could argue he's been the best player, like he's been the best all-around player in the playoffs, but at the very least, he's been the best defender in the playoffs. And yesterday, the all-defensive teams came out. Anthony Davis didn't, <laughs> didn't, and this isn't necessarily a surprise based on like how people treat like games played and stuff, but then you look at, right, like Anthony Davis played more minutes than Jaron Jackson Jr. even did, who won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, so that's kind of BS. But the Lakers, or Anthony Davis got did not get a first team or second team all defense and only replaced or only received nine second place votes which is is pretty i don't know pretty embarrassing for the voters and and hopefully anthony davis uses that as continued motivation to to keep playing hard on on the defensive end so um defensively the lakers had two huge defensive possessions late in this game Lakers had a hundred had a had a lead a one point lead one hundred two to one hundred one, and this was the play I think where Anthony Davis shut down Steph Curry twice in the one possession. So Anthony Davis gets switched onto Steph Curry. Steph is trying to get around him. Anthony Davis plays up on him up at the three point line, knocks the ball out of his hands for a second. Steph Curry recovers. He's trying to get around Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis moving his feet, staying in front of Steph Curry. Anthony Davis at six foot eleven is guarding Steph Curry as if he's prime LeBron James or something like that. Like he was he was just a menace in front of Steph Curry, not letting him get to the hoop. Steph Curry had to settle for a a jump shot, a two pointer, which missed. Draymond Green got the rebound. And it's funny because if you someone tweeted me, tweeted um the Lakers Carpool account, 
that they're like, what is what was Draymond doing there? He like got the rebound and probably could have just had a putback. Like LeBron James was there kind of, but he was he was kind of out of out of position. And LeBron James with his current like athleticism probably isn't blocking a shot like that. Maybe he is, I don't know. But it almost looks like from the still photo, like Draymond probably could have just gone back up and gotten a two point, gotten a two pointer, which would have put the Warriors up one. But he gets the rebound, immediately throws back out to Steph. So AD is still guarding Steph, and Steph tries to do like a, a um, what's the term? Why am I thinking? He wants to say drop step. He wants he does like a, you know, backup, a three pointer, thirty plus feet from you know the, from the hoop and the shot like they're online Steph is crazy the fact like Steph there's a world where Steph makes those shots and he just didn't but you got to credit Anthony Davis for staying in front of him altering the shot just enough getting you know a hand in his face there's a someone else I saw like a still photo on the three-pointer that um that Steph took and missed where Anthony Davis is just completely diagonal with his arm outstretched in front of uh, Steph Curry's face, basically. And, you know, it's crazy. He's like at the three-point line. Steph is like a few feet behind the three-point line. He's like diagonal contesting the shot, which is insane. So shout out to Anthony Davis for that huge possession. And then the second possession was, so, so after Steph missed the three, Lonnie Walker got a rebound. Um, dribbled it out, got fouled, made both free throws. The Lakers go up 104-101. The last possession the Warriors had really was, at least the last play they were able to run, was an out-of-bounds play, which was, um, I guess it's called Hammer, which I didn't know this, but was created by Darvin Ham, I guess. And it's a play where Steph Curry inbounds the ball to Draymond. Steph runs past Draymond. They fake like a ball screen. Draymond um, dribbles under the basket. There's like an off-ball screen for Clay in the corner where Clay is supposed to get open for a corner three. And LeBron, LeBron, like seeing the replay of it is insane. LeBron knew exactly what the Warriors were going to do. He saw it. He snuffed it out. He basically just, as the play was happening, was coaching the Lakers, like telling them like switch everything, switch it, switch it, switch it, because he knew they were all going to be screens. And Draymond was already full steam ahead in the air trying to pass it when Anthony Davis, I think it was Anthony Davis, switched onto onto Clay so that they, they couldn't get the ball to him. He threw it away. Anthony Davis got the ball. Um, they ended up getting a jump ball, which turned into another crazy play where, you know, the thing that the, that's crazy with the Warriors, and I've said this multiple times, where, like, the offensive rebounds can really kill you against the Warriors because nothing's worse than allowing an offensive rebound where – they just throw it right out to Steph Curry for an open three, and he knocks it down. Like, that's just this killer. It kills momentum. And so I was really worried about that with a jump ball where Lakers tried to call timeout. They didn't give the Lakers a timeout, so they called a jump ball. It was Anthony Davis and I think Andrew Wiggins doing the jump ball. And, you know, jump balls are just crazy. It's chaos. You don't know what's going to happen. The ball's going to bounce somewhere. The worst thing that could happen would be the ball just bouncing right into Steph's hands for an open three tie game, right? Like, that's that was the worst nightmare possible situation and the ball ends up getting to Steph Curry but Steph ends up on the ground he throws the ball behind his head ball goes out of out of bounds Lakers get the ball Lakers win the game 104 to 101 so it all works out Lakers get the win and just like a, a, a wild game super entertaining my heart rate was insane 
as a neutral fan, I'm sure it was awesome to watch. As a Lakers fan, it was a little stressful, but ultimately fun since we got the win. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, I, I mean, it was a fun, fun game in general. Um, good to see Lonnie Walker show out. And those last two defensive possessions were huge. And the Lakers really will, I don't know, I really think the Lakers can go as far as they want in these playoffs behind their defense. If as long as their defense is good, they can they can beat anybody. Anthony Davis is next level. He's one of the best defenders in the league. He's been the best defender in the playoffs. And as long as Anthony Davis can stay healthy and keep playing at the same level he's been playing at these first two rounds, the sky is the limit for this Lakers team. That's just how I feel. And the offensive stuff, I don't know. I feel it's one of those things where I'm like, they'll figure it out. You have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And the thing is, like, that doesn't get talked about enough with this Lakers team is really just how deep they are. I've heard some people talk about it, but I feel like it doesn't get enough credit that the Lakers are a really deep team. You know, you have a night where D'Angelo Russell only has four points. Great. Austin Reeves will step up, step up and get 20-plus. Um, you have Rui Hachimura who can, who's proven that he can – get buckets you you have Dennis Schroeder who can step up and get 20 plus um and you know last or in game four and it ended up being Lonnie Walker coming out for 15 points in one quarter so it's just a deep the Lakers have a deep team and offensively they have guys that it's it's I feel like it's unlikely that you're going to get a night where nobody can score you know you're always going to have hopefully you're going to get scoring from Anthony Davis and LeBron and then you know D'Lo, Austin Reeves, Rui, Dennis Schroeder, Lonnie Walker. Um, you know, those guys can all fill fill space and, and score points. And, and the Lakers can definitely figure things out depending on the matchups and, and things like that. So talking, like going into game five, it's one of those things where it would be, it would be so nice if the Lakers could just close out, close out game five. But the thing is, is like you have a desperate team in the Warriors who are playing for their season, right? Like they lose, they go home. And the, the Lakers are playing for something, right? Like they're trying to close out a series, which is would be huge to close out in five. Think about the rest that they could get. You know, if the Suns and the, and the Nuggets go, well, they're going to go six games. But if, you know, if they could go seven games and the Lakers could play another team that went seven games in a, in a series – they could get almost a week's worth of rest if they win tonight. So they're definitely playing for something, and they're playing for something that's really really valuable at this point in the playoffs when you have, you know, Anthony Davis, who's been, like I mentioned, burning the candle both ends defensively, offensively. LeBron James, who's in his 20th season and is playing on a hurt foot. Um, and Austin Reeves, who seems to definitely be, at least this series, he's, he's seemingly – kind of paying the price for what it takes to run with this Warriors team. Like his legs haven't been looking right really and things like that. So um, rest is huge. But that being said, I think the the motivation the Warriors have to not have their season end tonight, especially in front of their home crowd, is much bigger than, than the rest, right? The Lakers are viewing this as like, I think – I think they view this as like a win would be awesome, but it's not the end of the world. And that's when the Lakers are in the like their most vulnerable state, right? Like when they don't view a game, losing a game as the end of the world, they're going to lose that game most likely. Um, best case scenario, 
is you get something where like the Warriors can't hit a shot, the Lakers just figure things out offensively and and they get a nice easy win. That's best case scenario. But I don't know. I feel like you get the, like the Warriors just they play well at home and they play bad away. That's how it's been this season. So I wouldn't be surprised if you got like a comeback Clay game. Like he's had two tough games since putting up 30 in game two. So maybe you have like a comeback uh, Clay game. You know, Steph's going to get his points. Maybe he gets, you know, Gary Payton stays engaged and gets some points. Draymond scores a little more. But I mean, the key to beating the Warriors, as we've seen, is taking advantage of bad shooting nights from the Warriors, right? That's one thing. Like, you can't take that for granted. Um, attacking Draymond Green and getting getting him into foul trouble, that's huge. Securing offense or defensive rebounds, not letting Kevon Looney and Draymond get offensive rebounds and give Steph and Clay second chances at open threes. And then offensively, attacking the basket, right? That, that goes into the getting Draymond into foul trouble. Don't settle for threes because we're not a great three-point shooting team. Um, it's tough, though. It's tough to fall into the trap of just shooting threes with the Warriors because the Warriors would rather have the Lakers shoot threes, so they're going to give them they're going to give them those shots. Like they're going to, they'd rather back up and not let you attack the basket. Right. Um, they'll live with giving you, you know, 30 plus three point attempts, which makes sense. So like not falling into those types of traps because the Lakers, as we've seen, even when the Warriors shoot bad, they're still shooting better than the Lakers from three. <laughs> so like you just can't fall into that trap. And, and, and just, yeah, defensively, don't let the Warriors get to the basket because they're going to hit a certain amount of threes. They're going to like, even in their bad three point shooting games, they're still hitting, you know, 12 to 15 three pointers, which again, like you look at the Lakers, like that's, they shot a hundred percent more. Th- they made a hundred percent more threes than the Lakers did in game four. <laughs> they hit 12 Lakers hit six. Um, so if the Lakers can find a way to keep the Warriors from getting, into the paint, right? This happened in game four too. I, I didn't even mention this, but like I, at, there's a certain point in the game, and I th- I'm sure it even maybe even ended this way, where the Warriors were beating the Lakers in points in the paint. And you just can't have that. The Lakers need to secure the paint both offensively and defensively. So um, those are kind of the keys to game five. If I were to bet money on this game, I'd probably bet that the Warriors win. It's kind of a similar situation to to the first round against Memphis, you kind of go in. If you feel it out, if you feel like you're going to get a win, go for it, get the win. But if you're going to lose that game, it's not worth getting LeBron hurt or Anthony Davis hurt or even expending too much energy and stuff. So we will see what happens. I would probably bet on the Warriors and the Lakers coming back and probably closing out the series in game six. But that's the thing too with this Warriors team or just the Warriors Warriors in general and going up against Steph is like, if you can get a win, just take the win. Don't play around because you lose game five, you go into game six, and what if they have another 50% shooting night from three? You're not going to win that game, and then you're just forced into a game seven on the road in San Francisco. And at that point, it's like, I don't know. I don't love the Lakers' chances in, chances in a game seven. So if you, just don't take the risk. Go for the win. Get the win in game five. Given how the Lakers were playing in game four and their tiredness and all that stuff, I don't feel too hopeful they'll get the win, but I'm at the same time still hopeful because it would be huge to get 
you know, one, to close out this Warriors team in five games is huge. And then to get the rest that you get by closing out in five games is going to be huge. So we'll see if LeBron's motivated to to get that rest and win this game and close out the series. And, you know, people going to the series are talking about, like, if Steph beats LeBron, is it going to cement his legacy over LeBron's legacy and blah, blah, blah. LeBron, just go out and show them whose legacy has been cemented. You know, you win that, you win the series in five games and it becomes apparent who, who's a better player. I mean, it shouldn't be an argument, but, but people like to make the argument. So again, the Lakers likely come out flat and tired. That's my realistic expectation, but a win in game five would be huge. So maybe, maybe we get a big Anthony Davis game, a big LeBron game and a bad shooting night from the Warriors again. And the Lakers can pull out a win, so we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I, I'm hopeful. But I don't know. I'm just I'm just rambling at this point. So, but yeah, a huge game four win going up three one in the series really takes command of the series, puts the Lakers in the driver's seat, and really forces the Warriors to to go all out and do whatever they can to win this game. So. And if they go all, go all out and win this game, maybe they don't have a lot of legs for game six. Maybe that's what happened against the, the Grizzlies, right? It's like they went all out to make sure they won game five because their backs were against the wall. And then in game six, they just didn't have anything left in the tank. And, and the Lakers won that game by 40. So, you know, game six after a loss in game five, I feel confident for the Lakers if they do end up losing tonight. But why mess around with it? Let's just get the win. Let's close it out in five. And, and feel good about ourselves. <laughs> um, I appreciate you all for listening. Go Lakers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening and go Lakers. 2.1 seconds remaining. Denver a foul to give. Jokic trying to disrupt Rondo. He puts it in. Here's Davis. 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis has-